This is your host Corbin, your guide for Olivier Megaton's Taken 2. Before we get into the making of the film, allow me to take you back to 2012 to remember the top movies released that year. They were Django Unchained, The Avengers, Moonrise Kingdom, The Hunger Games, Silver Linings Playbook, Skyfall, The Hobbit and Unexpected Journey, The Master, Life of Pi, Wreck-It Ralph, 21 Jump Street, Brave, The Amazing Spider-Man, Looper, Argo, Prometheus, Les Miserables, Pitch Perfect, Lincoln, Zero Dark Thirty, Frankenweenie, Paranorman, and John Carter. As you can see, it was a huge year for movies in 2012. And from that year, we have reviewed The Bourne Legacy, Men in Black 3, and The Dark Knight Rises. Links to these reviews are in the description below. If you'd like to reminisce more about the films of 2012, then head over to letterbox.com. Best Picture in 2012 went to The Artist. Despite the major box office and audience reaction to Taken, there appeared to be no hurry to rush a sequel into production. Taken 2 came four years later. Pierre Morel, who helmed the first film, bowed out of the second, possibly because he was busy on his next film, From Paris with Love. Filling his shoes is Olivier Megaton, who released the third Transporter film the same year as Taken. Despite bombing in the US, Transporter 3 proved a box office success worldwide. His 2011 film, Columbiana, on the other hand, fell flat at the box office and for audiences. But his directing style seemed a perfect fit to continue the Taken story. Luc Besson and Robert Mark came in return with a fresh screenplay, and only Nathan McCauley came back from the original crew to compose the film's score. Alright, Alan will now be joining me to talk about the scores and box office for this film. Well, Alan, would you believe me that the scores are a little worse than last time? Um, I would believe you on that. Yeah, I believe you. Alright, so the letterboxed rating is a 2.5. That's quite a bit Ooh. down from last time's 3.4. The yeah. IMDb rating is 6.3, down from last time's huge 7.8. Um, there's a, there's a ray of light here with the Metascore because it's 45 as opposed to 51 last time. Uh, 22% of critics recommended it on Rotten Tomatoes. So we're, um, Oof. we're in good company apparently. <laughs> yeah. So sure looks like these scores are not good. Yeah. At least not good according to last, last week. No, but of course, and then 50, 52% audience score. So even audiences were really split on this one. It seems like they're kind of mediocre across the board. I will say there's a B plus of cinema score, which is down from the A minus, but that's really not too bad, I would say. Yeah. I mean, all things considered, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. So uh, critics... You know, yeah, it seems pretty mixed as far as audiences and critics liked it or not. Now, as far as the budget goes, it got a much larger budget of $45 million, got $20 million more this time. So I'm curious to see where that's going to go. Is it going to go to salaries? Mm -hmm. Probably. But the good news is it was number one. Um, opening weekend at the box office once again just like last time with a much larger opening weekend of 49 million dollars so it um, exceeded its budget opening weekend okay well i mean that i would expect that too right coming from the first taken which was you know which ended up becoming kind of a big hit when it was all said and done um to then come back in the theaters with a sequel and make some pretty good money opening weekend that's i guess that's no surprise um did it stay 
in any kind of heading after the its first few weeks. I'm judging by the scores. I'm, my guess is probably not. Yeah. So um, actually, it um, remained number one at the box office two weeks in a row. Oh, okay. Well, that's not too bad. So it did actually open uh, Columbus Day, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what what am I on? Box office mojo listed as Indigenous Peoples Day. I don't know if it's officially been changed to that. I've always known it as Columbus Day. <laughs> I think. Right. But um total for that weekend, um, early October, it grossed fifty-five million dollars. Um, the next week it did drop um to twenty-one million dollars. And then week number three, it was still third at the box office. So uh, really not terrible. I mean, October yeah. is kind of the calm before this before the big Oscar storm and the big Christmas storm and whatnot. But so it went up against um Hotel Transylvania number two. Uh, which was already in its second week. Pitch Perfect was number three. Looper, number four. And it went up against Disney's Frankenweenie, which came in at number five. And that was opening weekend for that movie. Ooh, interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it, in terms of placement, it did pretty good. Um, and in terms of box office returns, it sounds like it did pretty good, too. So that is surprising. But then, I guess, then again, not super surprising because of the success of that first Taken. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's pretty promising to see it up on the upswing. Um, it opened in more theaters. So domestically, it grossed $139.8 million, which is hmm. down a little bit from last time. Um, foreign markets, it did way better. It did incredible in the foreign markets, $236 million for a worldwide total of $376 million. That that is pretty good, man. Yeah, I'm surprised. On a 45 million dollar budget, this movie did incredible, and it, yeah, it exceeded the previous film. We talked about this with Rambo: First Blood Part Two, how that movie did gangbusters. Um, usually, mm-hmm. sequels do great, and especially because this movie came out four years after the other one, so it's pretty exciting to see it do great at the box office, even though. Critics were very, very mixed and audiences thought, yeah, yeah, it's it's fine. Thank you listeners for coming along with me as I have been your guide to the production and impact of this film. Now that you have your guide to take into, make sure to subscribe to the podcast for Alan and I's full review coming next Monday. And tune in the week after as we finally escape from this franchise in Taken 3. The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide.